You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Andrew Grant, acting clinical nurse educator of the Oncology and Haematology Inpatient Ward at Sydney Children's Hospital Randwick. Thank you for joining me, Andrew. Oh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. When did you know you you wanted to move into the paediatric oncology and haematology field and and more specifically work as a clinical nurse educator? Well, I I started my career in the Sydney Children's Hospital, so I've always been interested in paediatrics. For one, I was always interested in working with children even before I started nursing. and then uh, I didn't really know much about oncology at all um, until I started working um, as a as a new graduate or a transitional nurse um, coming straight out of university. You generally do a few different rotations in a hospital, and the Sydney Children's Hospital you do two different rotations. And my first rotation was on the hematology oncology ward, um, and having absolutely no idea about it, I came. A little bit daunted by it, um, but I, as as soon as I started working, I really loved it. Um, I found it a very interesting place to work and still do. Um, I think the work is very busy and very difficult, um, but there's a lot of opportunities to learn. There's a lot of skills that you can do, um, which I'm interested in. And so it wasn't really a plan to move into hematology oncology but as soon as I started working here I really enjoyed it um, and it's just grown from there. So after after getting a bit more experience and knowledge in the field education's also been um, a strong point of mine again since before I started before I started nursing I was very interested in education um, and that kind of continued when I was nursing in the role. Um, I I liked preceptoring new staff and students, so working closely with new staff and students and um, giving them some knowledge and, and working with them closely, helping them develop skills. And on top of that, I did a, a course run by the Sydney Children's Hospital called the Clinical Accreditation Program. And in that, there's a few different teaching aspects, and I really enjoyed those that part of it. Um, so I only started... Um, really practicing as an educator at the start of this year in March. Um, our educator's on leave at the moment, so I'm standing in in her position. Um, and I did a little bit last year just for three weeks while she was on a break also. So just coming into the role, again, I didn't know a huge amount about it, but I knew that I wanted to get into education, and from there I've really enjoyed that. What does a typical day for you look like? It's hard to say what a typical day is in nursing, um, for one, but also in in the role as an educator. Um, But I start off generally um, to get a handover of the ward to understand what patients um, are in and what the clinical need for the ward is. And then I have a look at the staffing for the ward to see if there's any new staff or if there's anything um, skills related that people need help with. Um, I then generally go through a whole lot of emails and and try and work out what's going on with them. And then it's really open to depending on what is happening on the ward. So a lot of the days at the moment, um, we've got a lot of new staff, new clinical staff working. And so I try and work closely with the the new starters. That's 
that's probably a large part of my role is to make sure they've got the training and education that they need to feel comfortable um, and have the knowledge base around so that they've, they're, they're able to work um, in their role. So um, today I, there was a new, new girl starting today. I spent about an hour, hour and a half just going through what her expectations were um, and what the hospital's expectations were. Um, and trying to work out how we were going to make sure that she had the, the knowledge and what skills she needed to do and what assessments that she needed to do on the ward uh, to get skilled. Um, otherwise, I might be helping out with more experienced nurses who are um, doing some more experienced skills, so getting signed off to do chemotherapy or administration or high-dose potassium um, working with them, either practicing, um, demonstrating the skill, or going through some type of education. Um, I would try and do um, an education session each day, um, which doesn't happen every day, but we try and do it a few times a week at 11 o'clock. Um, generally works well for us. So it's either organizing other people to come and speak to talk about education or um, organising a session myself, talking about different diseases or um, different processes. We had somebody come in today to talk about fertility banking um, for the paediatric and adolescent patients. Um, there's often a, a number of meetings that I go to, but there's also um, policy reviews. That's been a large part of my role. Um, from the start of this year, there's a lot of policies that need to be updated and, and reviewed. So I'm on a panel to um, do a number of those. Otherwise, it just it really depends on what's happening on the ward as to whether I'm needed to, to help out um, clinically, to help out if it's busy. Um, often I'm just a bit of a sounding board um, for clinical skills if people aren't sure about something. I guess I'd be the first person to bounce some ideas off um, and and then I go and, and talk to other nurses if I'm not sure and, and it's a bit of a discussion there. What advice would you, you typically give to someone starting on their first day and what are some of the skills you home in on? One of the big pieces of advice that um, I give for people starting on their new day is just to give them give themselves a little bit of time to get their head around the things. Um, it is a very busy ward and it can be quite daunting for people starting up in paediatric oncology. Um, and that's not just new staff coming out of uni, but it also is experienced staff who have been working in either adults or even paediatrics um, and even paediatric oncology. I give the same advice just to give yourself a bit of time. Um, because the ward does things, every every facility does things a little bit differently and um, just to get your head around where you are and, and what you're doing is a major part of feeling comfortable on the ward. Um, for for skills-wise, there's a, a number of um, mandatory skills that the hospital kind of focuses on and they're things like um, being able to give opioid infusions, um, being able to manage central lines and IV fluids and medications and antibiotics and things like that. Um, and they're probably the major things that we need to do in the first two, three weeks. And then it's more 
developing the skills from there. So once they've got the mandatory skills um, signed off and they're comfortable that they know what they're doing and they're comfortable that they're following the hospital guidelines and policies and I'm comfortable that they're following the hospital guidelines and policies, then we start progressing from there. Um, it really depends what the what the experience level is from the the nurse coming in as to where we'd go from there skills wise and it might um, over say six to nine months we'd be looking at getting their skills developed in administering cytotoxic medication um, getting comfortable with um, managing the nursing care of bone marrow transplant patients which um, can be quite um, quite involved um, and as I said, it depends on their skill level and their, their level of comfort in um, in nursing, in their experience with paediatrics and their experience with oncology as to how, how quickly they progress through that. Um, if it's somebody coming from adults or coming straight from uni, I might try and push to get their skills more developed in um, just dealing with paediatrics, dealing with children, um, how to talk to children, how to talk to adults, um, uh, as in parents of children and and go from there or if they need some oncology hematology focus then I'd be going through different disease processes and different chemotherapy protocols um, to to gain their skills and knowledge in that area and so what are some of the big differences there between working with adults and working with children that's a bit of a difficult question. I haven't actually worked in adults as a registered nurse. Um, I think a few big points for working with children is that their family is a large part of the care, um, that often you'll be discussing the care of a patient with a family member rather than the patient themselves. So a two-year-old isn't going to be able to have the mental capacity to make clinical decisions on how their care is going to progress. Um, so it's it's really being aware that parents are, are part of that patient process. And then when the child gets a little bit older, it gets a bit trickier as to where you draw that line. So adolescence... Um, have the right to make their own decisions um, and then where where do the family lie in this and where do the parents lie in this. So I think that's a big difference to, to adult nursing that you need to incorporate the, the parents or, or the carer um, in the patient's management. Um, the other thing is I think paediatrics is a little bit more fun. You're, you're able to play games with the children and it's really important to to get that social aspect with the children and build up a rapport so you can um, do the nursing cares that you need and, and make it a little bit more enjoyable for the for the parent and also for the family. So there's a whole lot of things that the, the children hospital does here um, to, to improve that enjoyment, things like the starlight room um, and, and different activities that we do with play therapy and music therapy. Um, to, to lift the spirits of children. Um, so that's a that's a big part of paediatric nursing is to have that rapport with patients, um, which you do in adults, but um, I think it's even more so important for, for paediatric nurses. Um, and then there's a whole lot of physiological differences between, between adults and 
and children to understand the differences. It's it's important that new nurses are aware and educated on the different physiological aspects um, of how an adult different differs from a child and, and the recognition of those differences. You mentioned it can be quite daunting starting work in paediatric oncology nursing. How can nurses protect themselves from, from potential emotional exhaustion or being overwhelmed? That's a, I think that's a really tricky thing that even experienced nurses struggle with from time to time. Um, it's really finding a balance and um, I think everybody has to draw their own line of... Um, of, of how to to deal with that. Um, as a nurse, you really do need to get emotionally invested to an extent to, to be able to provide the care and to build the rapport with the child and, and have that connection and, and provide a, a holistic approach to nursing. Um, but then it's difficult. You can't get too involved and um, too engrossed in that. I... I find that um, I try and make a distinction when I'm in in at work. Then I, I'm involved, and when I go home, then I have that separation from from work and home life. That I try not to think about things, and I generally do pretty well unless there's some kind of major event that's happening during the day. That I mean, often I don't have time at home anyway um, to think about work. Uh, but I think it's really important to be able to make that distinction between when you're at work and when you're at home um, and not bring your work home with you. Other, otherwise, um, it, it does get emotionally exhausting. Um, and then when you're in work, it really, as I said, it depends on, um, on the person, how involved you are. Um, and it, it, it's a tricky balance and everybody, I think, has to find that um, that balance for themselves. What are some of the rewarding aspects of your work? What what makes a day a great day? Having a great day in nursing, it's um, I think it's different as an educator and working on the floor. So when when you first kind of ask the question, I think of having a great day as when I'm working on the floor, and I think part of the real benefits come from the patients to see how resilient children are, to see, you know, that we're, we're giving them a whole lot of toxic drugs and they're going through a whole lot of issues with the disease and everything that's going on. Um, and for them to continue to play and to smile and just keep on doing what they're doing um, is an amazing thing to see. Um, to see the patients just just continuing on um, and doing it with a smile on their face. And the same thing with the parents. Um, they're obviously going through a huge amount of emotional stress um, and very worried about their children and, and the course and um, all the treatment that, that goes along with that. And to have a positive discussion and have a laugh with one of the, one of the parents, um, really I think that, that summarises how positive the parents and the and the children are um, you see a, a huge amount of emotional strength in a ward like this and that's I think a really great thing to take home um, I think you also have to take um, take small wins sometimes that um, you might have a extremely difficult patient and just to get through the day um, is sometimes 
a win enough that you've made it through the day, you've done all the cares that you possibly could and you've tried your hardest and even if um, you haven't managed to get all the drugs in or everything that you need to do, it's a 24-hour job nursing um, and to know that you did the best that you could, I think it's really important to reflect on that and take that home as well. Um, other than that, I think the team um, that we have here, the nursing team is outstanding. There's a lot of um, a lot of support here. Uh, everybody works together and, and on a busy day, you, you just see how well people work together, um, helping out, offering a hand um, and making sure that all the, all the patients are safe and, and get what they need to do. I, as an educator, I recently had a new staff member come in and comment a few times about how well the team works together and how supportive they were. And I think that's a fantastic thing to note that we do work together and sometimes we get caught up in the difficulties and um, issues that go along with nursing. Um, but just to reflect on how well we, I think we do and how well the, the nursing team does to look after the kids is, a, is something that we need to reflect on a little bit more. You're working on developing an, an education simulation program. What, what will that involve and what skills are you hoping participants will, will hone in the program? Yeah, so um, there's a... Um, I, I think simulation is a really important aspect to education. Um, for such a practical profession like nursing, um, I've recently gone on to a, a few study days run by the simulation coordinator coordinators at the Sydney Children's Hospital, um, just showing how how to incorporate simulation into the ward and um, also we've got a simulation centre and how that can be used as well. Um, and so that really got me excited and keen about um, developing a program itself. So at the moment, um, I think people, some people really love simulation, some people get a little bit scared and get a bit daunted by it. Um, and I think traditionally simulation's been used as a bit of a, an assessment tool to, and the judgment tool to look and, and see how, um, you know, to, to assess nurses. And I think that's why people get a little bit, I guess, worried about it. Um, so what I'm trying to do at the moment is I firstly put out a, a questionnaire to see what the what the staff on the ward feel about simulation, how they think simulation might help them in their um, in their practice. But and then on top of that, I've started incorporating simulation, trying to do it every week at the moment, um, just to get it up and running. And the I'm starting quite slow and starting quite simple and doing really team teamwork and leadership um, and communication aspects of simulation at the moment and so nothing clinical as yet um, and that's really involving kind of teamwork games and um, communication games um, and then uh, debriefing at the end of it to see how we can reflect on um, the communication used in the simulation and how we can incorporate that onto the ward uh, so I haven't had much experience, as I said, I just started the educator at the start of the year. Um, so I've, I've got the help of the simulation coordinator at the hospital and she's helping me with the debrief sessions at the moment until my debriefing skills get a little bit better. Um, and so 
we'll debrief and reflect on how how we can look at the communication and teamwork at the moment and then when people feel a little bit more comfortable and, and confident in simulation in general I'll start incorporating a little bit more clinical aspects and again I'll start um, start slow I think people think of a, a clinical sim again is either an assessment or it's a full-out resource um, situation where you need to pump kids full of, um, of drugs and do a whole lot of things um, which gets people a little bit worried but I want to start off a little bit slower than that um, and look at the simple aspects of what we do every day so if there's uh, I don't know I guess um, if there's an opioid overdose and a simple thing like that that you can manage quite quite quickly and kind of minimal effort needed um, and then, and then looking at the knowledge around that and how we can improve our systems, improve our knowledge and um, reflect on that so people feel a little bit more comfortable um, getting involved in simulation. So I guess the main aspects that I want to look at um, from the simulation program is the teamwork and leadership and communication that I'm trying to develop now and then um, looking at incorporating clinical skills. So. Um, to reflect on how we do clinical skills at the moment and then if there's any um, any changes I guess in policies or um, any implement, implementation of new new practices then we can incorporate that into SIM and then reflect on how we do things to to really assess um, what we're doing um, and and improve the skills and knowledge of nursing staff what would you say to someone who who's looking to move into the area of clinical nurse educator? Um, I think it's a. I think you have to love education. Um, it is a. It's a tricky role, uh, especially starting off. And I think educators seem to to get a whole lot of things that. Not necessarily education, but if it's clinical, um, then we kind of we take it on and and incorporate that into the role. So I think as as a clinical nurse educator, you have to be aware of um, getting yourself a, a good understanding of what your job description is and understanding what your what your role is, and then making a plan for how you want your role to. To be part of the ward, um, and I think that's a big discussion between the the nursing unit manager and the clinical nurse educator as to what the needs of the ward are, um, and then also a discussion between the clinical nurse educator and the staff on the ward to see what individual um, needs are, as well as a ward needs analysis. Um, I think if you if you get the role um, in your mind set up to start with then you'll be able to progress a whole lot quicker um, and you'll have set goals and objectives to be able to achieve things um, so I kind of I think going into any role you often hit the ground running and pick up where the last person um, left and kind of it's there's a there's a difficult transition I think between how things have always been run and how you want to use your role to to do the job effectively as you can. Um, so I think anybody going into the role obviously needs a, a good understanding of the clinical aspects of their field that they're going to be educating on, but more so they need to be aware of what the 
what the importance of education is and have a good, strong motivation to be an educator on the ward and then have an idea of how they're going to incorporate, I guess, your own personal strategic plan um, into that education role with a, a clear set of objectives and goals. Thank you for joining me, Andrew. My pleasure. Thanks for your time.